Lives of Pitch, the podcast where we pitch the best films that'll never get made. I'm Matt Turner. And I'm Tom McGrath. And the game goes like this. We asked you, our devoted listeners, to come up with titles that you'd like to hear us pitch. We then collaborate, coming up with story points, casting, and even marketing strategies. Without further ado, this week's title is... Shh! Or the moonfish will get you. Shh. Shush. <laughs> like shush. Yeah. It's just S-H-H-H-H-H. Or the moonfish will get you. Or the moonfish will get you, yes. Uh, All that's, right. that's our title this week, given to us by Marcus Newman. They got in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. You can find us on Twitter as well at Life's a Pitch show to give us your film titles so we can, we can pitch those movies. Cosmic horror, the well-known genre that everyone's aware of. Cosmic <laughs> horror this week. Uh, for, the, for the second week of our... Halloween the, the people that are aware of it have gone mad. That's... <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of catering to the audience of people who are really into those parts of Lovecraft that make you just feel small when the universe <laughs> is big. Mm. With us to pitch these uh, cosmic horror movies is someone whose uh, game I have played, and then that game had Gamera flying through space. <laughs> Therefore, I assume he has a great love of the depths of space and what lies within. Brent Black, welcome Hello. back to the show. I, I, uh, yeah, I love space. I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm also a fan of like Event Horizon and like spooky um. space stuff. So I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go through some horrible mentions, shall we? <laughs> horrible mentions. <laughs> Okay, so from Connor Lavelle, we've got My Wife Was Cthulhu's Fist. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Bang on with the Lovecraft straight away. Yeah. <laughs> just we just rolling, rolling HP about... Lovecraft straight out the door. <laughs> trying to lever this into uh, type, but I don't know if we, we, we might need to stroke, we might struggle to lever this into genre. Given that my, so, my wife, I feel like there should be a space station, but not on Earth. Okay, because like Cthulhu is supposedly Earthbound, but maybe not. Maybe Cthulhu mm. can handle space. And what if there's a space station out so far that the only way to find love is to, you know, do online dating, like the space version <laughs> okay. of online dating, and like perhaps. There's a, a dating service for, you know, like lately there's there's J-Date for Jewish people. There's Christian Mingle. There's all <laughs> kinds of. But what about Eldritch, like EldritchDate.net? Elder, elder like gods. If you, yeah, you find yourself a spooky Eldritch creature. It's not easy. It's really not easy to find affection uh, and companionship. So, like, this already, I don't know. I think we need a name in a. I think I'm going to pass the torch, uh, <laughs> or rather the, the talking stick, to one of you guys to figure out what the name and uh, features of this eldritch protagonist might be. Okay, oh, so... Uh, it, I, it, I, I firstly... thought you were talking about the, the dating service, because lo love, <laughs> Lovecraft would be a good... <laughs> oh, he shoots, he scores! <laughs> yes! It's, okay, so I think I feel like we have, like, Tom Cruise... Uh, is the face of this dating website, <laughs> and he's like, "It's it's not easy being green or 
<laughs> having a whole lot of eyes. Uh, and you know what? That's me you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just Tom Cruise. Um, and he's staring into the camera. You can't see any eyes or greenness, but he's describing himself as an unknowable thing from the void. Um, That's me you're describing. If you could describe me at all without losing your mind. (laughs) And he's, he's giving this pitch and it's going out. Like, I feel like it's going out uh, across. This is like in a pre-title sequence. It's going out, like being beamed out into uh, like a, in a kind of seti manner. Yeah. Um, sort of just see what's out there see see what's going on while while candles flicker in the background of the yeah. space station it's like meanwhile meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile cthulhu's sentient fist uh with her own <laughs> with her own set of eyeballs tentacles and what have you is also surfing the web like you do and <laughs> And just goes, whoa. And by the way, I, I think that perhaps she's played by, um, uh, oh, what's her name from Best in Show? With a Ooh. P. I can't oh, think of her name. I know who you mean. Yes. Uh, this is going to kill me. Uh, it's probably killing her if she's listening. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, is it pa- uh, Parker Posey? There you go. I kept thinking Piper Perabo, but that's not the same PP. <laughs> Piper Perabo picked a peck of Parker Posey's, I believe. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, um, she plays Dr. Smith in Lost in Space. Yes. Oh, new one. shit, she does! Yeah. So see, it's all spacey, and that was not just a random <laughs> thing I came up with. Spacey. But no, she's... Kevin Spacey. Yeah, there, there's a good topic. Let's focus on him. That's good. Um, so, so, uh... <laughs> So, like, Parker Posey, the sentient fist. Now, what's her name? I think her name should be Fistula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the 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 problem, right? <laughs> like, the medical problem. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it can also be a thing you install. You can put a fistula in, like, a cow's stomach to reach in there and do stuff. But it's a hole. It's a hole between membranes. That's what a fistula is. So okay. she's named after a delicious eldritch horror hole <laughs> i'm glad you i'm glad you know that because <laughs> i didn't yeah yeah don't ask how anyway <laughs> don't don't ask cow oh uh, <laughs> we should move on um, yes. <laughs> so parker posey she's playing this eldritch creature who's the fist of cthulhu she signs up to tom cruise's dating site right mm-hmm mm-hmm like what what is the resolution of that well boy i think we have to go classic boy meets fist boy and fist (laughs) fall in love yeah but then how does boy lose fist that's important (laughs) i right oh i've got it oh i think i have it right um we we this is there's a pov character right who is is on Earth or some kind of like space station planet thing? Who's mm-hmm. incredibly, incredibly like down on himself? You know, he's got terrible like body dysmorphia. He doesn't hate. He hates how he looks. Um, and uh, when Tom Cruise is talking to him and saying, "Are you a, a many tentacled being from the void?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel." 
<laughs> and so he he signs up to this elder accidentally signs up to this elder gods dating site and uh it's just from then on it's just a regular rom-com <laughs> well dang there you go <laughs> i think this, this the the title suggests a sort of liar revealed thing so we've got yeah. to have at one point parker posey exposing herself as cthulhu's fist <laughs> Oh, so it's like one of those, like, um, the truth about cats and dogs where, like, she's, she's almost like she sort of catfishes him at first because she's ashamed to be a fist. Yes. She'd rather just be, like, her own octopus mm. uh, Zoidberg monstrosity, but she's not. She's attached mm. to Cthulhu. Yeah, um, yeah very, much, very much like Shrek. <laughs> he thinks he's hideous. He's like, why is this beautiful Parker Posey paying attention to me? And then it's revealed that she's the Fist of Cthulhu. And then they're just both okay with it. Horrible Lovecraftian fists are like <laughs> onions. <laughs> <laughs> Said Parker Posey. <laughs> if, you, if, you peel back, if you peel back a layer... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might find an eye. Wait, no, that's potatoes. Uh, <laughs> shite. Uh, you, you might just open a dimension that you don't want to look at, and it'll blind you. With... And make you cry. <laughs> yep, it's terrible. Like, it'll make you cry blood. <laughs> it'll be like a 2001 The Space Odyssey, except it's full of skulls and death. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've 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 come <laughs> come out with the the format for this one just just fine. I'm yeah. thoroughly romanced. Mm. So from Jeff Beard, we've got what? Oh, <laughs> I I genuinely thought we'd hit a uh, hit a new uh, a new high of vague. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. strikes me. This strikes me as the cabin in the woods of Alien. <laughs> okay. All right. Like a Joss Whedon mashup of a bit of comedy, but also like trapped on a spaceship with a monster that keeps on showing up, causing everyone to be like, whoa, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This, <laughs> this monster, like for a minute there, I thought you were going to say, just causing everyone to go, whoa, oh, and then that was it. Just <laughs> le- leaving after that, <laughs> once they'd got their rise. This this monster is kind of like Kramer on Seinfeld, just like busts into the room but doesn't mean you any harm. Yeah. Um, on the SS, whoa, um, <laughs> traveling through space. It pops out of John Hurt's chest, and John Hurt's just like, whoa, oh. <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> And can can he be like a, a cockney alien like oh I'm so sorry, didn't mean any trouble. My, yeah, he's played by my Bob apologies. Hoskins. I'll be I'll be shuffling off now. Um <laughs> Bob, Bob Hoskins oh, oh that'd be so great, Bob Hoskins as the as the polite but clumsy alien monster. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Just just going about my business. Didn't mean to get me plates all over your sternum there. Um <laughs> I was just checking the air vents. I was sorry to drop it on you. <laughs> that's that's when they they find out like they, they kind of look into the, where this alien came from and find out that it's what like it's the 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 creature that was hired as the uh, air vent technician. 
Um, Which is really just like a chimney sweep a la Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. I was just cleaning the soot out of the air, Vince, I was. (laughs) But you all kept getting in the way. (laughs) Just trying to do me job, you know? Um, By the way, I'm sure I'm fooling all of your UK listeners with my perfect accent. it's, it's, It's bang on Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah one hundo dick van dyke nailed it but then again ours isn't much better so it's uh... <laughs> I, I the thing the best part of this movie is though the the um the musical number where all of his friends show up and they sing a song that goes chim chimini chim chimini chim chim whoa oh um, that's that's the we, big musical number and they all tap dance the... with their horrible feet we clear out the uh, vent so the uh, will flow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah! Uh, all these, all these weird spaceship chimneys. <laughs> Henson puppets all up in them vents. Oh yeah, yeah! Doing weird like labyrinth dancing with like not very good green screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that one middle point of labyrinth that we could just delete. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> One of my favorite films, and I'm and I would just delete a a, a good ten minutes of it. <laughs> so I guess the way that they—I completely agree, by the way. So <laughs> perhaps the way that they finally get rid of this, you know, like I mean, he's probably given a heart attack to one of the older members of the ship. They're wreaking havoc. They don't, you know, like maybe they have acid spit like xenomorphs, and so by <laughs> even simply talking, they're like ruining various parts of the ship. They've all got lists. maybe like what they. <laughs> yeah, maybe what they do is like they if they reverse the airflow, then all of the all of the aliens will get shot out of the chimneys. And just every all the all the all the members of the crew just hang on while the air <laughs> air flow goes out, they, and just they all pop out like a pop gun. Like the 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 members of the crew all like get in the air vent. You know, like a, one of those yeah. like very claustrophobic scenes from Alien, except. Yes. They're all in there trying to pack it out so that pressure builds up. Yeah, <laughs> and then it'll then and then when they release the uh, the outside things, they all just grab on for dear life and watch as Bob Hoskins is ejected into space. <laughs> but yeah, like one of them, one of them, uh, who let's say is played by oh I don't know um, Sean Astin because why the hell not? So <laughs> Sean Astin is like the guy that like is holding on to the hand of his girlfriend played in this film by Piper Parabo. <laughs> Cause we got to get, we got to, you know, we, we mentioned her, we got to give her a spot. And like, in order for this to work, he's got to let go. So it's a very Titanic, like I'll never let go, Sean. You have to. And then like, he flies out in space with Bob Hoskins and like punches him, and that's his last <laughs> thing he does, and they both freeze. For a second, I honestly thought Piper Parabo was someone you just made up. No, but it, her her name does sound suspiciously like when somebody goes, "What's your name?" and you're like, Piper Parabo. <laughs> no, Piper Parabo was in Coyote Ugly and yeah. also um, like had a weird uh, like topless cameo for kind of no good reason in Looper. Oh yeah, yeah, I just forgot like, she was in that. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, hey. I'm a character in this. Here's my boobs. Bye forever. <laughs> anyway, uh, should okay. we move on to the next one? Yes. Sure. 
Well, uh, those were all our horrible mentions this week. Uh, thank you, <laughs> everyone who got in touch with us uh, to give us titles. Please find us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter as well at Life's a Pitch show to give us your titles every week. We're, for the next few weeks, we've got horror because it's Halloween uh, in the month of October. So yeah, give <laughs> us some horrific, horrible film titles this month, guys. Okay, so now we move on to our final pitch, which is shh, or the moonfish will get you. Okay, I am so ready for this. Okay, <laughs> who I, who's seen who's seen the Quiet Place? Me, a Quiet Place. <laughs> I was I thinking have, that. I have not. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. But what no. I assume it goes like is the following. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Uh, as played by that guy from The Office, uh, the American w- Office. Which one? Oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Steve Carell? No, the, no, the one who uh, actually directed it. John um, Krasinski? Yeah, the the one looks annoying. Wait, wait, Jim, the cute one who who falls in love with Pam? Yeah, that yes. John Krakinski? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Him. Ah. He's playing Dick Van Dyke, a one-man band. <laughs> and Whoa. wherever he walks, he makes such a racket. okay um and throughout this film he must learn to shut the fuck up (laughs) is this the quiet place this is the quiet place yeah all right cool here's the thing i was never gonna guess the plot of the quiet place (laughs) you're doing a good job so far i'd make the or the moonfish will get you instead (laughs) <laughs> yes okay so john krasinski so, is a one-man band <laughs> yeah that's all i've got so far <laughs> does he per- perhaps he is uh he is hired to entertain troops on a moon base yes like, kind of like a uso tour <laughs> but perhaps there's a slight element of jaws since i know nothing about the quiet place <laughs> um like where you know like he gets he gets perhaps he shows up to the moon base and it's kind of like a survival horror game where the lights are flashing, things are sparking, and like he can't find anyone and he doesn't know what's going on. So he has to strike out into the surface of the moon to get to the other base to see if he can find anyone. Yeah. And in the the in the very dust of the moon is the moonfish. Yes. And in space, no one can hear you scream except the moonfish. Oh, man. They're the ones who, like, eat all the sound and then follow that trail towards <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's why you can't hear in space. Nothing to do with vacuums and whatever science tells you. It's those moonfish. <laughs> so, like, John Krasinski has been shipped out there to do a USO show for this uh, stationed garrison on the moon because mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. they're, they're they're out fighting a war against some aliens. It's it's much like yeah. Starship Troopers kind of thing. Uh, so he's like uh, yeah. he's like Moon Boys, oi oi oi, Moon Boys, oi oi oi. I'm doing a song <laughs> for the Moon Boys, oi oi oi. That's his song mainly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's more of a football chant, but. Um, <laughs> b- b- because he's a Cockney boy, um, 
You know, and he plays like he plays Tom Jones's Delilah, and it makes everybody you know sing along. It's great. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good show. I don't think he likes playing the one man band, uh, whatever <laughs> instrument that is. Uh, I think it's many, isn't band. it? The one man band instrument. (laughs) Well, I think like you've got you've got a you've got a you've got like a bass drum connected to one leg, (laughs) a crash cymbal connected to the other leg. Mm. Uh, You know, he probably plays some terrible instrument like to the yeah, probably like the lead is something terrible like I don't know the euphonium. Uh, But I I don't think he likes playing it because his his dad was like, "Oh, you've got to play this, son. You got to play." the one-man band, because that's all our family's ever done. Danny uh, DeVito. Yeah. I th- I think... My father was a one-man band, and his father was a one-man band. <laughs> and I'm a one-man band, too. <laughs> if, we'd, if we'd have got together, we could have made a four-man band. But we never did. You know why? Because one man is all you need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grade seven one-man bander. <laughs> I think that the trailer for this will be great because it'll be like one man. <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I think he, he goes up to this USO show because he, he's sort of like a yeah. stage kids, like they're being forced into doing mean, doing the, this the Mickey the Mickey Mouse Club. G- yeah, kind of thing. Um, um, like pushy parents. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. like the kind of little Mr. Oh, sort of gotcha. Yeah, like pageant mothers and stage moms. Yes, that's that's what, what I was thinking you. of. Yeah, yeah. So, so his whole career is based on like his parents pushing him at an early age. So this is all he knows. And he, he wants to break out and do something, uh, do something else. That is essentially his character at the beginning of the movie. Now, they go to the, he goes to this base where General... Brennan Fraser, <laughs> he's back again. He's back, uh, and he's he's running he's running the show there. Yeah, the, the, he does the USO show, and I think it's it's much like like Brad said, it's like Jaws, where there is something out there, but they they don't want to halt the USO show kind of thing. Yeah, he's got right. like it's it's like they haven't paid for transport between mm. one of the bases and the other. Mm. He has to walk <laughs> all the way from one to the other. He's oh, doing a big no. space yeah. walk. So it's really like it's sort of Jaws meets Tremors, I would think. <laughs> On the moon. Oh, oh, so On the moon. He's, he's the oldest of these like pushed in kids, right? Because um presumably in this dystopian future where like there are like these weird moon bases which we're not sure what the army is there for but it's clearly nothing good um yeah. you've got these parents who can avoid the draft to be like shipped out into international or into interplanetary sort of space to to be like soldiers you can avoid that if you have a child who's talented enough to be in the in the kind of entertainment core <laughs> Ah. So, like, Danny DeVito's hanging on to the last vestiges of his son being a performer. So, um, he's, like, not Danny DeVito, uh, what's his name? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Oh, oh, John, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's surrounded by younger performers. Like, there's, there's children and, like, teens who he has to, like, lead across the moon (laughs) to another base. Yes. It's the kids from Stranger Things. It's the kids from Stranger Things as well as Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> so like, there's an like he's the oldest and has to try to be the protector, but. Children literally are being eaten by this <laughs> yeah. basically like lunar lunar shark. Yep. Also, their parents can can live a life of luxury back in the lounges. Mm. But of the course, moon lounges. But I I think John Krasinski has always wanted to be a soldier. Oh, so when when the task falls upon him to be a soldier, a man who kills like creatures out in space. He he jumps at the the opportunity to be a to be a hero and tries to kill the moon fish. And I think that 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 itself gets Maisie Williams killed. Yes, <laughs> yes. she she dies but... because he tries to be a soldier. Mm. Um, and and he learns uh, he learns his his first le- lesson. That's how he gets to his his lowest point. Right, mm. we're on the we're on the way down at the moment. So I think I have. Are we are we ready to head toward Act Three? Because I have an idea, <laughs> I but I don't want to so. like curtail us. Well, I, I don't want to like. I'm thinking that maybe they get on a moon buggy. Uh, to get to the to one place or the other, and I I think it's it's because it makes a noise that the moonfish, which is like like a, a big mouth billy bass. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing a big mouth <laughs> billy bass. River. It yeah. just makes that noise. That instead of the jaws theme, um, <laughs> drop me in the water. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the film begins it's like it's it's a shot from the from the fish's point of view going over the surface of the moon but instead of it's take me to the river <laughs> like, what was the other one it sang bad to the bone i think <laughs> i can't remember god they're they're all like songs that you go like i guess this is what they could license to tie into it being a fish <laughs> yes. so like I think that there there should be like okay so which which kid is the one that's going to be like the smart one that no one listens to. Do we want to have it be a new kid or do we want it to be one of the stranger things kids? It's um Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, so okay. Millie Bobby Brown keeps insisting that she knows a way using the technology they have to kill the Moonfish, and the thing is, John Krasinski's dad never listened to him, mm. and Millie Bobby Brown adults don't listen to her. But finally, when John Krasinski goes, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give you a chance because my dad never gave me one," and she's like, "Great! Did you know moon moons are a thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Go on." <laughs> so they use they set up a, a, a home alone trap. To basically use some kind of gravity technology to make the moon shark leap up, sacrificing Millie Bobby Brown. But much like the final shot of Free Willy, the moon shark with Millie Bobby Brown in its mouth gets sucked up by the gravity of the moon moon, never to return to the moon and and i think i think there's a big old there's a big old like radar dish that's like into the side of the moon almost like a death star you know the, mm. this the yeah. sunken radar dish they're in that when they set this trap right mm. yes, and that's yes. when like um the the, the kind of, as a home alone trap it's um it, it's john krasinski uh, down there he's like i'm ready here we go, and he just bashes his his cymbals together and blows his accordions, <laughs> and it just like there's this audio blast into space of this moon moon firing out of orbit and into the sun. 
Wow. <laughs> we did it. It's home alone in space. <laughs> yes. Zathura is Jumanji in space. We just made home alone in space. <laughs> Boomski. <laughs> and... So Millie Bobby Brown dies. Seems so. Like she gets <laughs> full on eaten by definitely, this big mouth Billy Bass. Definitely dead. Like, <laughs> you know, spacesuit pierced by the, the teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Catapulted compression. Into space with them. Yes, but like ultimately, you know, dies in the maw of this moonfish <laughs> that ends up being relegated forever to the moon moon and can't escape its gravity because it doesn't have the radar dish on the moon moon. <laughs> exactly. And oh, but, duh. But that's that's the sequel. that They get to a USO show at the end and then the credits roll and then we see uh, General Brendan Fraser signing planning permission to put a radar dish on the moon moon <laughs> oh no that yeah. post credit scene is gonna cause so much buzz at comic con <laughs> yeah of course of course right the 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 uh moonfish they um can't travel like interplanetary without sound right they mm. swim along the sound waves ah so, yeah so much like those fish that like swim up your urine stream and go into to places unknown, <laughs> um, they're really they got like that kind of weird spiny look to them. Um, yeah. Except Bill, Big Bass, Bill, Billy Bass, they're all mounted on a plaque, um, <laughs> and, and um, they uh, they that's the thing when when the the kind of government go. It's time we reached out to the rest of the uh, rest of the galaxy. We're gonna send loads of noise from from Earth, radio signals and everything, targeted directly at that moon moon in space <laughs> that's for some reason flown away from the moon. <laughs> well, that that you know the the I can't. Why, why did I forget? The moonfish is really dense, so you know <laughs> bumping into that moon moon actually changed its orbit. <laughs> That is one dense fish. Yeah, <laughs> complete with the with the with the velocity that they managed to fire it out with the one man band. Uh, yeah, John attack. Krasinski's like, I once killed a fish this dense. That's that's our. Um, you're gonna need a bigger boat. It's that's one dense fish. <laughs> yep, perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Maybe we could workshop some. Maybe, uh, like, uh, I wish I was grade eight at blasting fish. (laughs) (laughs) Spielberg's in talks to direct. (laughs) He was like, yeah, George George didn't have enough sacrificing children. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's great when you have a, a, a memorable catchphrase in your film, like, I see dead people because of that fucking moonfish. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so that was Shh, All the Moonfish Will Get You. Thank you, Marcus Newman, for that title. Cheers, Marcus. Uh. Amazing. So um, thank you all for listening, everyone. Um, if you like the show and you want to help us out uh, to continue the show and keep the lights on here at Life's Pitch Towers, then uh, what you can do is you can tell your friends about it. That would be really, really helpful. Uh, we like it when you do that. We like it when you go over to the social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all that uh, to, to give us a big like, 
in all caps, if possible. Uh, give us the five stars on the things that you listen to the things through. Uh, and of course, go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast, where you can give us a little bit of money each month uh, in order to keep us going uh, and keep the podcast progressing. Um, that is very helpful. And you can even get some bonus uh, pitches and bonus content yourself if you go over there and get all sorts of stuff, movie commentaries and uh, little bits and bobs here and there. Uh, the people who are doing that and are keeping us going in our nice little family of uh, pitch produ- producers, all jaded and sitting on uh, leather armchairs, <laughs> sinking into their into their whiskey with a cigar hanging out the corner of their mouths. Uh, we've got uh, Mahid- the ghost of Orson Welles <laughs> is a big fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've got uh, Mihir Trevetti, uh, my waste of talent, Charles Gidgeon Worthington the Third. Yes, Worthington, as in the big Worthington. <laughs> Brandy- Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals, but I'm a spooky ghost because it's October. Woo. <laughs> Stephen D. Thomas, <laughs> Sam McKillman, A up there, son. You can't beat the tangy crunch of a wheat bisque husk. Brent Black, <laughs> Joseph Hegarty, Alex Keane, oi, 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 it's the football, spit in my mouth, daddy, Southgate, and spooky fish boy, six million, a.k.a. the big spunky Brexit boy, a.k.a. oi, 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 oi. <laughs> that's you just quoted like somebody's really long name in a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> like that's our, our patrons have uh, realized that there is no max ca- character limit on the on the names in Patreon. Um, <laughs> two two thoughts on that, by the way. Number one, yes, I am the Brent Black who supports you guys on Patreon because I like the show and it's very. If if those of you listening in podcast land aren't supporters, it's so easy. It can be as little as. I guess one pound or one dollar a month, but if everybody does that, it really helps out and it's very easy to do. But also, my wasted talent is one of my Twitter followers. So if you're listening, hey, hi, I notice you. <laughs> there you are. That's a bonus. That's a bonus for being. A... <laughs> yeah. So um, who knows what'll happen if you support on Patreon? Maybe I'll weirdly call you out in a way that makes you spit your milk out. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, yeah thank you um, Brent, for and, coming on <laughs> yeah thanks for coming back my pleasure <laughs> well where can people find you and and what what do you do Brent? uh so if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at brental floss uh and i have two things i'd like to plug briefly number one my party game which uh matt and tom have played uh we just released a new uh version of the game for free well the update is free once you own it it's got english and french content the game is called use your words it's a party game for funny people and their unfunny friends and it's currently available uh the new version is on steam for pc and mac and we'll soon be pushing it to consoles including the wii u the nintendo switch the playstation 4 the xbox one uh i think that's it but also because we did cosmic stuff on this episode Perhaps those of you who are enthusiasts of the cosmos would appreciate the fact that I'm semi-secretly writing a Star Trek parody musical. Um, And I've got a Facebook page about it where you can follow the progress and even give me feedback as the show comes together. And that's at Facebook.com slash Trek parody musical. We we have spent. Firstly, uh, go and buy Use Your Words because Christmas is coming up. Buy it for yourself. And be the member of the family that brings the best game at Christmas to mm. that. Secondly, me and Tom 
uh, and Jenny, not that one, Garner, have all sp- got been late into the night giggling at some <laughs> of the test songs from um, from the Star Trek musical. So uh, you can Thank go you. and check that out as well. The um, yes, I can line um, is <laughs> is is one of my favorites why um, thank you i recently had to decide you know in star trek they call they call command of the bridge the con oh yeah and i had to like make a choice of like calling that the dash is in the dashboard which they never call it that on star course, trek yeah. but when kirk is talking to con he can't call it the con that's just plain confusing <laughs> confusing anything you might say um so anyway that's a bit of insight into like the kind of things that i'll run by followers of the page and see what they think so come and join me for that kind of mundane stuff but also songs that nobody else gets to hear do it it's great fun it's great fun to be a part of so shall we leave them with the yes very clever award yes uh this week's yes very clever award was given to us by joe thompson and that is Wallace and Gromit versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a team up, uh, uh, or rather a crossover for the ages. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing uh, <laughs> the Predator's head on the wall of Wallace's house. <laughs> it's back there. You, just, yeah. you didn't know it's out of focus, but you get there. I think it goes past mm-hmm. during that train journey, you know, I think, in yeah, their I think long so. trousers. <laughs> yeah.